He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, this is Sean Sullivan with Best in Class, brought to you by Bill Curry Ford in Tampa, home of the best car deals around. And I know because I, I run it and I will work with you personally. As Joe Bucks fan always says, I love customers. I love selling cars. I love when people get to use our lifetime warranty. Love that stuff. Follow us at all Bill Curry Ford social uh, platforms, Bill Curry Tampa. Also, I have the test drive contest going on. Make sure you guys uh, come and test drive a new vehicle at Bill Curry Ford. And you will enter in a drawing to watch a football game with myself in the Bill Curry Ford suite. Possibly a night game. Food and drinks are included. Should be a ball. I love talking football and watching uh, the Bucks win. So it uh, should be a lot of uh, great stuff. All right, football time. Let's get into the game. The, the Buccaneers hosted the Bears. We won 38-3. It really wasn't much of a game. To start the game, uh, interesting stat. The largest age gap, um, age gap between a QB, uh, between Fields and uh, Brady in NFL history. Surprise. Brady threw his 600th touchdown. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm tired of listening to the announcers talk about that. For goodness sakes, guys, it's football. I don't want to talk about how a guy took a football and got a jersey in its place and all that nonsense. It's football. Justin Fields, first-round pick out of Ohio State. The poor kid. Wow. The coaching staff for Chicago is awful, guys. A, a kid that played in the shotgun formation, threw downfield in college, ran on, on second read, and they have him sitting back there running like a play-action pass, uh, Andy Dalton run offense. They give this kid absolutely no chance. One of the best articles you could read about a quarterback coming to the NFL was by John Harbaugh. When, when Lamar Jackson came in, you know, he was a run-first quarterback, throw second even though he's an amazing arm and an NFL MVP now. Congratulations to Mark Jackson. He's an amazing player. But what Justin doesn't do is, on the first read, if it's not there, tuck the ball and run the ball. You're fast. You ran a 4 uh, 40 for goodness sakes. You can run. You have moves. But that's not what they're letting him do. They're trying to make him go through his progressions. He can't get the ball out in 2.5 seconds, and the pass rush is getting to him. By the way, the Bears' offensive line is just absolute trash. I mean, my, when you pull your left tackle halfway through the game because you're terrified that you're going to get a lawsuit from putting this kid at risk, uh, I, I think that's pretty bad. But that offensive line for Chicago needs to just quit. I mean, he'd be better off just standing there hiking the ball to himself. That was an absolute awful display. And let me talk to you something about coaching, the difference between John Harbaugh and what he did with Lamar Jackson, where he said one read, then tuck and run. And then as we progress through these games, I'm going to teach you how to read defenses. Justin Fields, if you guys watch the television broadcast of the game, which I have now watched several times, Justin Fields goes to the bench after throwing an interception, after throwing an incomplete pass. Not one coach walked up to him and said, patted him on the shoulder pad, say, don't worry, young, young fella, you're going to be fine. This is a Super Bowl champion team that you're playing. Not one guy handed him an iPad. Like, where's your iPad? You should be looking at the defense that just caused the interception. You should be looking at the coverages. You should be looking at the protections. Why is nobody handing this kid an iPad saying, hey, 
look, look, Justin, this is what you did wrong on this play. Make sure we don't have this again. Let's make sure we, we adjust for Shaq Barrett. Let's make sure that we're looking for a corner blitz, you know, um, uh, from the Bucks, but not. They just let him sit on the bench, gave him no information and no coaching. I have no idea what that is. I, I, I've never seen it. I, if I was the, the owners of the Bears, I would have fired him after that game. They're going to get that kid killed. They're going to kill his confidence. And um, what a waste of a first-round draft pick. Khalil Herbert, uh, running back, uh, six-round pick out of Virginia Tech, had 18 carries for 100 yards. This kid's a stud, guys. He runs straight up. He's a very Eddie George-type runner. He has terrific vision, 5.6 yards a carry. And that poor, terrible offensive line uh, who runs like power to the left and power to the right, I mean, uh, this kid made all those yards. He he was dragging Buccaneers defenders. He would not go down. Um, very proud of the effort. This kid is a, is going to be uh, an absolute stud in the NFL, as long as the Chicago doesn't ruin him. Jalen Darden, our wide receiver that we drafted in the fourth round out of North Texas, had a 43-yard return to start the game. I uh, was looking for the flag because typically you never get a nice return like that without a holding call. The Bucks did a terrific job with penalties in this game, less than 10 yards overall. For a team that leads the NFL in penalties, we, we really cleaned it up this game. Uh, Jalen Darden shows you something that we haven't seen, which is speed to the outside. He seems to be very brave in his cuts. He seems to be much more comfortable with the NFL game. I think that Bruce Arians did a terrific job of not rushing this kid into this duty. You know, we're seven games in now. He really let him get accustomed to the speed of the NFL. And he let a veteran do it in the meantime. So congratulations on, Dar- on uh, Jalen Darden out of North Texas. I, I wrote down in my notes, Cam Brate, question mark. And the reason why I did that is Cam Brate's play seems to have really regressed. And I, I wonder if it's just reps. Like when Gronk is in there, is, is Cameron Brate not getting the amount of reps that he needs to be effective? Because I, I have seen a very um, poorly run route um, from Cameron Brate. I've seen him um, kind of, you know, glance the blocks. He's not fully engaged. He's dropping balls. That's just not like him. He's a much better player than he's showing. And uh, I wonder, like, again, if it's just playing time or is he playing with an injury that we're unaware of. But he just does not look comfortable out there. And he's a big-time target. He actually, uh, you know, I know you probably saw the stats about touchdowns for a career. He actually has a lot of touchdowns over the course of his career. Um, he's just under Jimmy Giles for his career. And I was thinking, wow, I had no idea that he had scored that many times over his career. But, Cam, I, I hope you get it together. We need you. Uh, we need you in this New Orleans game. The best part of this entire game, guys, for me, was that second half was awful to watch just because, the, you know, the game was over. We did have a Keyshawn Vaughn, um, our running back out of Vandy, that, that uh, we drafted in the third round last year. Had five carries, 27 yards. It was nice to have a Keyshawn Vaughn um, sighting. But at the end of the game, the announcer literally said, this game is mercifully over. Buccaneers fans, when have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that. I've never heard this game is mercifully over. I've heard it so many times on the other side as a Bucks fan, but I've never heard it before from us when the announcer just says, oh my goodness, this game is mercifully over. Congratulations to the Bucks, to Jason Light and his staff, uh, to Bruce Arians. What a pleasure it is to watch a game like this. Uh, we're going into New Orleans next week, which, which I will touch on with the New Orleans game. But uh, I look very forward to just beating them into the ground. I hope that Brady uh, plays all four quarters. I hope we beat them by an NFL record 70 points. All right, next game, Colts and 49ers. This was a bad weather game. The Colts won 30-18 to over the 49ers. 
the Colts have now put together a win streak where it looks like they're they're really uh, playing better football. There's only really one player to recognize, and that's Elijah Miller Mitchell, out of the the, the running back out of Louisiana that they drafted in the sixth round. He had 18 carries, 107 uh, yards, and a TD on the year. He has 63 rushing attempts for 296 yards. That's Pro Bowl level on a small sample. But uh, he's a young back. I think you're going to see um, if he can stay healthy. If you look at the Keeley Herbert and uh, Elijah Mitchell, you're talking about some young running backs that were found late in the draft. Excellent job by the scouting departments, by the way, that are really looks like they're going to be studs in the NFL. So congratulations to Elijah Mitchell. Saints Seahawks. Saints won 13 to 10. Both these teams suck. Hate them both. Steve will probably uh, delete this from my podcast, but I will tell you that the only reason I watched this game was just to see injuries, just to see if they get, you know, how, how physical they were going to be. And then when I saw somebody laying on the ground, I got excited. Uh, and I know that sounds terrible. I, I don't wish anybody um, terrible injuries, but I hate them both. Pete Carroll walking off the field uh, looked dejected, which is also nice. Uh, that was nice to see. Looked like he stepped on a nail. The only thing I want to talk about is, is how bad uh, Geno Smith is. I talked about this on the last podcast. My goodness, is he not an NFL quarterback? Uh, he looks like an NFL quarterback. The coach really, really pumped him up, and then he goes out there, and they literally run the ball seven straight times to prevent him from throwing the ball. He's terrible, guys. Wow. We saw uh, several backup quarterbacks in the league, and we have Blaine Gabbert. I, I'm take, I, I, Blaine Gabbert has shown nothing but professionalism and throw, putting the ball in the right spots since he's been with the Buccaneers. So I'm, I think we're very in a, in a great spot with Blaine Gabbard. I know Ira Kaufman disagrees with me, but looking around the league, guys, there's not a lot of backup quarterbacks that are decent. And I'm telling you, Blaine Gabbard seems to know the offense, put the ball in the right place. Maybe he's learning from Brady. He looks confident in the pocket. Geno Smith does not. All right, uh, moving on to the next game. St. Seahawks, hope you lose every game. Broncos-Browns. Okay, so... The Browns won this game 17-14 to over the Broncos. Now, I wrote a lot of notes on this game because I found this game to be completely fascinating as a fan. Dearness Johnson, uh, the running back at a UC, uh, USF, for those USF graduates, uh, uh, those homers, uh, congratulations. We have a player that's actually making a difference in the NFL besides Pierre Paul. Uh, Dearness Johnson had 22 carries, 146 yards TD. I love this kid's story. Worked on a fishing boat. Played in the... Um, the um, minor league divisions, wrote letters to every GM asking for a tryout, and then he goes out and he just shows them what he can do. Ran a 4 8 uh, That's why he wasn't drafted, but he's the all-time leading rusher at USF. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what an opportunity that he has, and boy, did he take advantage of it. Another running back that was running for the Browns, Demetric Felton, was a running back, their six-round pick out of UCLA. This guy uh, was on the Bucks radar. He can catch and, and, and he can run. Um, had a very solid game for the Browns. Patrick Certain, the QB out of Alabama, the first-round pick of the Broncos. He looks like he's going to be a player for a long time. I think he's, he's a, a day-one starter, and he's been very good for them. A guy we haven't talked about in the podcast, Greg Newsom, uh, the corner out of Northwestern, the first-round pick of the Browns, really is a physical corner. He really fits that Browns defense. We're going to keep an eye on him. He looks like he's he's going to be a player. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, the running back out of North Carolina for Denver. He was their second-round pick. You gave him four carries, Denver. I have talked to you guys about this over and over again. Please listen to this podcast. This guy is a star. Give him carries. 
He caught six balls for 32 yards in a TD. They gave him four carries, guys. Four. You should be fired for that. But I have another reason why Vic Fangio should be fired. It's called run defense. Okay? You go into this game with, with, with Case Keenum as the quarterback for the Browns. With an injured Odell Beckham. With an injured Landry. Right? You literally have no outside threat in this game. You go in there and you play an eight-man box to stop the Browns from running, and you don't adjust to two safeties down. You don't go to a 10-man box, shut down the run, and make Case Keenum beat you on the outside. You should be fired immediately after that game. If Case Keenum beats you down the field on one-on-one man coverage, which, by the way, the, the Broncos' defense has terrific man corners, by the way. If they beat you, right, then I don't have a problem with this game. I watched this game, and I watched Vic Fangio just let them run and run and run and keep his safeties back. And I'm like, what is he worried about happening? I, I, I don't know in this game. And, and it's very frustrating as a fan because obviously he has some inside information uh, that he didn't share with the rest of us, and he probably is going to share that with his wife after he's terminated, whatever information he had on this. But my goodness, adjust to the game. Right? Let Case Keenan beat you. That's why Bill Belichick's going to the Hall of Fame, guys. It's not because he's just an amazing X and O's guy. One, he knows how to hire coaches. And two, he knows how to adjust his defense for every single game and take away what your team does the best. You knew the Browns were going to come in and run the ball. You knew they were going to run the ball with a, with a, with a guy that had, was unproven uh, free agent uh, out of US, uh, USF and Demetri uh, Felton, who hasn't shown anything yet at UCLA. And you literally let them run all over you. It doesn't make any sense. Next game, Washington Packers. Packers won 24 to 10. There's really not much I would uh, want to talk about. There's a couple of rookies that had a couple of good sightings. Uh, Scary Terry McLaurin, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, he was a third-round pick of the Washington Redskins last year. He caught seven balls for 122 yards and a TD. Guys, he's a star. He's a Pro Bowl player. Eric Stokes is a QB. Um, I'm sorry, cornerback, first round out of Georgia for the Packers. He played extremely well in this game. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Another guy that's getting uh, solid playing time. Let's see how he can come along. Jameen Davis, we've talked about in the podcast. Linebacker out of Kentucky, first-round pick. He's a star, guys. Uh, he is an absolute star. I, 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 he's just getting better and better every game. It, it's just nice to see these young linebackers. Speaking of young linebackers, Nick Bolton, a guy that was linked to the Bucks. Um, he is a linebacker, second-round pick out of Missouri. I'm sorry, this is in the Chiefs game. That's all I have on the Packers game. There's really not much to talk about other than that. Um, Aaron Rodgers did not get hurt in this game, unfortunately. Chiefs-Titans. Titans won 27-3 in this game. As I was talking about Nick Bolton in this game, he was a Chiefs highlight. 15 solo tackles. uh, Second-round pick out of Missouri. Congratulations, Nick. For the Titans, A.J. Brown is a second-round pick out of Ole Miss. Wide receiver. Um, He's a star. Eight receptions, 133 yards TD. This guy's a playmaker. He just he he just gets open, and Tannehill just needs to find him more. But this guy can put up some big numbers. Chiefs lead the NFL in turnovers. I thought that was interesting. They still have not recovered from the beatdown from the Super Bowl, which I love. Also, seeing Patrick Mahomes take a knee to the face that was pretty interesting and fun to watch. I liked how he stared at the grass for a while. Being humbled is a good thing, right? This guy after the after the Bucks just absolutely torched the Chiefs, sat down and said it wasn't the Bucks that beat him that the team just had an off day. Uh, I wonder if Patrick still thinks that now. 
There was a Snoop McPlaybook sighting on this. Uh, Jerry McNichols, fifth round pick, third down back for the Bucks. We, we actually drafted him. He ended up going to our practice squad. We wanted him to, I'm sorry. And then he ended up signing with the San Francisco practice squad instead. And then he is now the backup to King Henry. And uh, he's like their third down back. He caught a couple of passes. He's in the game. Congratulations, Jeremy. Um, I, you know, I hope you have a, a strong, uh, long career for uh, Tennessee. Uh, the Chiefs offensive line, guys, is worse than it was last year. I'm not quite sure if the Chicago Bears or the Chiefs have the worst offensive line in the NFL. And, uh, and of course, Jacksonville might want to be in that, in that uh, talk as well. But it's a close race um, for, for last place for them. Uh, the Titans on the points, just so you guys, were plus four in this game. I'm not quite sure what they were looking at in this game. I, I probably would not have favored the Chiefs in this game. Uh, if anything, I probably would have, it would have been even for me. But, um, well, there you go. Uh, on to the next game. Uh, Falcons and Dolphins. Uh, the Falcons won this game 30-28. to 28. Uh, It was an interesting game. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, the uh, first-round pick out of Florida, tight end for Atlanta, uh, obviously are getting him more involved in the offense. He caught seven balls for 163 yards. He had a one-handed catch on the sideline, which reminded me of his catches at Florida. The, the guy's a terrific player. I've been asking Atlanta to get him the ball. Just get him the ball. The guy will make plays, and that's what they did, and he made plays. Congratulations, uh, Kyle. Tua, the first-round draft pick, uh, QB out of Alabama, seems to be very, very sharp with his uh, short throws. He's very, very accurate. He's definitely not running very much. But when he throws downfield, he throws interceptions. Two two throws were just absolutely Miami Dolphin killers in this game. One in the red zone, uh, which cost him points. Another one over the course of the middle when they were driving. Just terrible throws. And then he comes back with like seven perfect throws in a row. I, I, I just don't know what, think, uh, what to think of this QB. I, I still think it's too early just to write him off as a bust. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. I think he's just not a healthy guy. The guy can't stay healthy, and that might be his career. But, I, you know, I wish him the best. I, I hope he plays well. But they might, be, they might have a new uh, starting QB uh, after the first week of November. Uh, Javon Highland, the safety out of Oregon, which is second-round pick of the Dolphins, is just playing lights out. I've talked about him now, I think, four weeks in a row. Um, he's he's really playing at a high level. He's going to be recognized uh, as possibly defensive player of the year or defensive rookie player of the year. He's just playing terrific. He's uh, run support. He um, he did an amazing job coming up and defending the run, which I'm very proud of him for. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. He was their first-round pick. He had seven receptions for 83 yards. He's projected, guys, just under 1,000 yards for the season. He's done a wonderful job. Again, 4-2 speed. I mean, how do you coach that, right? Again, uh, Falcons won 30-28. Falcons are now at 500 for the first time, 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Jets and Patriots game. Patriots won 54-13. Yeah, that's not a... It's not a speaking error. They really, they really won 54-13 with that offense the Patriots have. A couple of players to talk about. Zach Wilson, their first-round pick of the Jets out of BYU, really struggled in the game. He's ranked 32nd out of QBs. He hasn't had a QB rating, I think, over 57 for the season. The Jets are 1-5. The Jets' offensive line uh, doesn't do him any favors. But there, there is something interesting about this game. Mike White, the QB out of USF, was a fifth-round pick. What I don't understand is... The Jets went into this season with a rookie quarterback and decided to have a guy that's never thrown an NFL pass to be his backup. I don't understand the thinking of why they wouldn't have a veteran QB backing up Zach Wilson and helping him on the sideline, helping him coach. 
I, I don't understand having a, another guy, uh, Mike White, and I'm not picking on Mike White. What I am saying is he's not a veteran quarterback that could really help Zach Wilson through his struggles. Just an interesting thought that I wrote down. Elijah Moore, wide receiver, uh, was the second-round pick of the Jets out of Ole Miss, has been playing better. No one can get him the ball, but he seems to be open on a lot of plays. I think he's going to be very good for the Jets. Damian Harris is a running back out of Alabama, third-round pick of the Patriots last year, had 14 carries for 106 yards and two TDs. Uh, I've talked about him before, that Damian Harris, as long as he doesn't fumble the ball, is going to be a star running back for the Patriots. And then Mac Jones, um, who has been the, by far the best uh, first-round QB. He has, he's been the best first-round QB basically because Bill Belichick is his coach. And he's very good friends with Nick Saban. And they basically run a lot of the offense that he ran at Alabama. And that's just something that the other QBs have not had. Like we talked about uh, Justin Fields earlier. They really adjusted the game. To give you, for instance, he went 24 of 36 for 307 yards and two TDs in this game, which is on paper, man, that looks fantastic. He had 17 of his passes to running backs or tight ends underneath. Those are small passes. So 17 of his 24 completions went to a running back or a tight end, not to a wide receiver. So basically what they're doing is they're going, if the first read's not there, I want you to throw the ball underneath. And that's what Mac Jones has done. He's been a very good um, game manager for the Patriots. Uh, on to the next game, uh, Panthers and Giants. Uh, the Giants won this game 25-3. to There's nothing to talk about in this game. Sam Donald was benched. At one point, I had this game on, the score was 3-2. to and then another full quarter went by, and it was 3-5. to five, And I'm like, these teams suck. There's really nothing to talk about. I'm going on to the next game. If you're if you're in an NFL football game and it's 3-5 to five at halftime, you need to get another job. Bengals and Ravens, I, what I thought was one of the best games of the week. Bengals won 41-17 against the Ravens. The Bengals were plus 6.5 in this game. I, I don't know where that line comes from, but that's a great line. And the Bengals won 41-17. Jamar Chase, uh, the first-round draft pick at LSU, uh, I think everybody knows his story that he sat out because of COVID. He had eight catches for 201 yards and a TD. His projections on the season, 1,700 yards, 80 receptions, and 14 TDs if he continues his current pace. That is a Pro Bowl player. That is, an, that is one of the top five receivers in the NFL. Jamar Chase is already there. He's a superstar. Uh, congratulations, Cleveland. I mean, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland probably wishes they drafted Jamar Chase. Uh, There was a T. Higgins uh, sighting. Uh, He was a second-round pick out of Clemson for Cincinnati. Wide receiver. He had uh, seven catches, 62 yards. It looks like he's really benefiting from having um, Jamar Chase in the game. Um, He's really coming into his own. I like his size a lot. The guy's guy's 6'4", big and strong and fast. I I really think he's going to develop into something. Evan McPherson, uh, kicker out of Florida, fifth-round pick of Cincinnati, um, has has had a pretty solid um, um, season. I actually don't talk about kickers very much, but since he was the one that was drafted that's actually playing, I thought it would be interesting to bring him up. Uh, congratulations on the Bengals being 5-2 and two and, and beating their, their arch rival. As far as the Ravens are concerned, Rashard Bateman, I talked about him last week. This was only his second game. Uh, he caught three passes for 80 yards. Um, he was their first-round draft pick. And I will tell you, I think he's going to be becoming Lamar Jackson's favorite target, just like I said last week, and um, keep an eye on him. Uh, next game, Eagles and Raiders. Raiders won 33-22. to 
Jalen Hurts uh, is the QB out of Oklahoma, second-round pick of the Eagles. He didn't lose this game for him. He didn't win it, but he didn't lose it. Um, that's really all I have to say about him. I really told you the jury's out of him. I, I just think he does not make the throws necessary to win a game. He just he plays okay. Um, Kenneth Gainwell um, was, a, was a running back out of Memphis that they selected in the fifth round. He was a guy that was linked to the Bucs because he can catch the ball uh, before we signed um, Gino Bernard. Uh, this was possibly a pick of ours. He had four receptions for 41 yards and a TD. Uh, he also ran the ball. Not not super effective, but the passing game, it looks like he has terrific hands. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, wide receiver out of Alabama, first-round pick of the Eagles, caught five balls for 61 yards. Again, it's just a, it's just a Hurts issue. Um, if Hurts is not, if he's not accurate, these guys are going to really struggle. On to the next game, my favorite game of the of the week. Uh, the Rams and the Lions. This was a fun game to watch. If you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, please watch it on the NFL replay. The Rams won 28-19. to The Lions were got plus 16.5. An NFL team got 16.5 points. This game had, had um, you know, onside kicks and fake punts. I mean, it was just a really fun game to watch. And the Detroit really, even though they're 0-7, they really try hard for this coach. I, I'm really impressed with them. Uh, so DeAndre Smith, the the running back out of Georgia, Georgia just you know spits out amazing running backs. He was their second round pick. Had 13 rushes for 48 yards. He caught eight balls for 96 yards in a TD. You know I don't think I have to tell anybody that this is the only star player uh, on the Lions. Um, he's he's the real deal. Panay Sue, who is the offensive tackle, first round pick out of Oregon, is just struggling in pass and pass protection for Detroit. Uh, it was very obvious. So I hope he gets it turned around because he was supposed to be a can't-miss guy. And we're on to the uh, last game, Texans and the Cardinals. Cardinals are 7-0. and They won 31-5. to The Texans were plus 20 at, at uh, kickoff, 31-5. to It could have been plus 30, but uh, it's not. It was plus 20. Uh, Davis Mills, the QB, uh, third-round pick out of Stanford, isn't playing well. And it's just they, he doesn't have much to work with. It's just really hard football to watch. Nico Collins, wide receiver out of Michigan, third-round pick of the Texans, caught two balls for 28 yards, and that led the team. Two catches for 28 yards led the team in receiving for the Houston Texans. Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, first-round pick out of Clemson, is playing great. He had eight tackles, and he, and he led the team for the Cardinals. Uh, he's a guy that had a really rough rookie year, but he's really coming on as a, as a, um, a second-year player. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Best in Class with Sean Sullivan. Very excited to have you guys. Please come in for your test drives. Please follow us on all social media platforms for Bill Curry Ford and Bill Curry Tampa. Shout out to Joe Bucks fan, and I'll talk to you guys uh, later, and I hope you have a great drive home.